Drums, please. Good morning. <laughs> Ooh. You like this? Yes, I do. And did you pick it because of the weather yesterday and the day we're recording? I'm, I'm manifesting yeah. warmer weather via music. And I, I was thinking about that yesterday. I went on a little little walk, and it was really nice. I wore just a long sleeve shirt, wore some sweatpants. It was great. And I thought, this feels fantastic. Then I woke up today with a scratchy throat, and I'm like, not sick, not sick. You just walked outside, and your body doesn't know what to do with the outside. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, uh, I firmly believe that Punxsutawney Phil needs to be retired. I nominate Will Smith in Summertime as our official. It's a great song. <laughs> predictor but what we don't know winter. is when this drops, you know, which should be the end of February. I mean, it could be snowy. <laughs> I, People again, are going to be like, what's happening with this episode? <laughs> again, I'm leaning into DJ Jazzy Jeff to save the day. Uh, how are you, Jen? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good, little, good. little mellow mushroom, Sunset Hills. Going to order some pizza here shortly after I finish my coffee. Yeah, we've been on a run here uh, because me and the boys over on the other side of the fence, we've been re- recording posted a, few a delicious looking picture. Um, yeah, you know it's it's and I was literally just talking to a friend uh, who's a fan of both shows and was like, you know, I never thought of Mellow Mushroom. He goes, I know they've been out there forever, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, it's so I'm with good. you. And it's just one of those things that we are spoiled. We are in very St. Louis spoiled. proper that. We typically are not chain-driven, right? Short of fast food lines, which that's a whole other discussion. But, you know, Mellow Mushroom, these guys, it feels cool. It feels local. Yeah. And the food's phenomenal. Yeah, I don't... Do you stray, though? So I noticed you guys posted a picture. Was it just pepperoni? Looked like pepperoni? Yeah. um, So our court jester ordered it, and he's pure carnivore. So there was uh, not going to I be love, a veggie. That's why Jared and I get along. <laughs> yeah. Pure carnivore. And, the, but you got to add more meat. Sausage and pepperoni. Uh, you know, he's, 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 a, simple, he's a simpleton. Um, <laughs> his, his favorite uh, food category is cased meats. Um, you know, so, <laughs> so it tells you We're something. We're going to have to have him on this side of it just so he can defend himself. No, we've been talking a lot. Or he can take um, your mic for once. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're going to make some rotational changes, and I think that... Uh, it takes three of you to handle me. Um, Jared, well, I think I like Jared, it that way. Jared's down with that. <laughs> no, because it's this what you've been doing with the guests you've been bringing to the table on Soccer Mom Sunday here, it's like it, it is a... Uh, a gap in the market totally. for soccer, for content. Um, it, you know, and as much as I enjoy it and I love being an advocate and I love being devil's advocate at the same time, um, I, I think bringing Zach and, and Jared on at different times, I think I think it would add a lot to for the sure. conversation because, I don't know, I tend to be Switzerland a lot. Yeah, but you know, I, I like your... I know one time we almost recorded separately, right? Like, I think... Somebody wasn't feeling well, almost did it. I'm like, I really like the additional, like with, in our recent episodes, we had Lauren Sepion with her mom here, which, and she's amazing. Yeah. And I love, that's my favorite when I, when you don't really fully know the guests, but I know the guests and I know they're going to be a home run. And then I look on your face and I'm like, JB knows that I was right in booking these guests. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I do that 
I mean, combined, we're, we're over 140 episodes between the two shows. Yeah, I'm a little further behind. Uh, well, you're <laughs> I'm, slowly, I'm new. Hey, once a week, you're the smart one. We, we are not. I have four kids. But, I, I don't I don't think I could do them at your rate. Well, I have three kids and Jared. Oh, and true. true. I have four kids and George. And two kids. Fair. Um, no, but I, I think it's one of those things that I, I find it... Uh, cool, so much in so much that the feedback from a lot of the purists, a lot of the OGs, you know, the old school guys are like they're listening, and, yeah. and they're you know, and they're not. Most of them are like, yeah, it's good content. Uh, there are a few that are acting surprised. They're like, oh, I had no idea. I'm like, you just didn't pay attention. Uh, so anyway, kudos to you. Yeah, and there's keep, a good, and there's a good. I like it because too, from the Soccer Dad Pod side, you guys have to already talked to over 100, you know, had over 100 episodes. So sometimes there's a perspective because I haven't fully listened to all of them yet. I mean, it's a lot. There's I've, been, a lot I've listened them. to one. <laughs> L- well, literally, you were there. You're good. I know. Well, a lot of people, though, will go back and listen in all formats. They'll go back and listen themselves and or listen to an episode and take notes. And Jared listens to every single one. I think Zach listens probably half, right? Yeah. And I don't know. For me, it's like I can, fe- I, I can feel like when the conversations are going well and or in the right direction. And I just learn from, you know, my gut. And I think yeah. like with Soccer Mom Sunday, the cool thing is, enough of our guests and the people that are sending the feedback afterwards it's working so. yeah and the other cool part about it is that it's it's an i don't know how it is for you guys i'm sure it's the same way it's an easy book so it when once we have people on it's it's easy because they'll they'll come back and be like do you need somebody else and so jackie billet thank you jackie billet has sent me several names so if i if you haven't been on yet i'm coming for I you do, i do find it interesting <laughs> that like when we get people interested to come on the soccer dad side it's really kind of more of a, yeah, cool, I'll tell my story, hang out. Whereas on the soccer mom side, it's, it's like, yeah, I'm ready to advocate. Uh-huh. There, there's, a, there's a little bit of a, yes, I'm going to tell stories and talk and have fun, but it's, it tends to be, uh, in a cool way, more pointed, a yeah. little bit more, I don't know. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's welcome in our guest. So, so, you know, courtesy of Jackie Billet, <laughs> she she put a target on your back, Nikki. Nikki Tholes here with us at Mellow Mushroom in Sunset Hills. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Tiger. So, tiger. <laughs> badass. Yeah. So this just um, there's part of me that's like, it would have been so cool to be a little bit younger and play you. But the other part is like, it's probably a good idea that you didn't because she probably would have kicked your ass. <laughs> well, Nikki is a, is, is a hammer. Yeah, no, and I, I want to get right, right to it. I'm kidding. You know, typically we like to build a little background first, but uh, it, are you still top, top of the pile points and goals? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know. My dad, who's passed, used to keep me up. Yeah, he like, did. You know, checking in on the scores <laughs> oh, and everything. That's great. Awesome. So since he's gone, I don't keep up as much. But, but I, I, JB's well, gonna have some looking. I, I will look I here in a second. But as of like, I guess a year and a half ago, you were. So okay. FYI, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, not like, so so the so when when Jackie mentioned your name, of course I go to Google and you up, and I was like, I know that name. Like I had to have heard of you. Um, you, I was class of 92, you're 97, so far enough apart, but not too far. Um, and then looking it up is like, I see these are Women's Soccer History Month Spotlight, March 14th, 2023. Nikki Thole, uh, Hall of Fame, University of Missouri Athletics, Hall of Fame, Lindenwood High School Athletics. I mean, 
it, it is so funny. Whenever I don't know if you get this on the dad pod side, JB, but it's not. A, you're not the only one. But many of them, uh, people that I talk to, are like, I'm not really sure why you'd want me on. I'm like, excuse me. Do you see? Do you see the Google? Do you see? Of course I want you on. It doesn't matter if you're playing anymore, or if your kids aren't playing, or if so, I have anything important to say. Or, I, something's gonna be great. It's, it's long, no, don't worry about that. No, we're good on that front. So, so because we do like to, to tell me about your start in the game, right? We all I think it's always interesting how people get involved in the game. Sometimes it's you know. Somebody else played before you. What was yours like? What was your first time as a little playing? Okay, so um, I came from a family that didn't play sports. Like, I think my dad did track, and I was good at My mom is from Thailand, um, so I had no clue about any of the sports over here. But I, my, we went to, you know, the parent-teacher conference, and the PE teacher was like, you ought to get her on, like, some sort of team. At what's at, like, elementary school? Like, fourth grade. Oh, my gosh. And so, and I just loved playing a lot at school, you know, whatever. And beating kids in PE. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so um, my, so fifth grade came around and we didn't know how to get started back then too, you know? And then he's like, look at the newspaper. So we went in, they used to have all the ads posted (laughs) for the, you know, tryouts and everything. Circle them up. We did. We went to all of them. And you're coming from a kid that never played formally. Ever. So, so wait, we went, you didn't even do like a CYC thing or no, like we, a rec thing? We didn't know. We just went out to go try for club and failed. <laughs> so I went after that. One of the coaches You're like, from All right. Coca-Cola pulled me Coca-Cola. aside. He's like, you need to just get some like formal play in. So he gave suggestions of CYC, etc. And so I played on like every team I could think of. Boys team, girls team, indoor, outdoor yeah, and so you just start camps, playing tons camps of games like crazy. Camps. Yeah, and so, so, loved it. so you were so you were cut or you were not selected the first time, right. but a coach took the time to come to you and said, "This is what you need." One of them. What, was it because uh, were you a natural athlete at that age? You just hadn't any no skills were applicable to soccer at that time. Yeah, I mean, Fast I think we played a little bit like on the playground at, at school, and yeah. that's all I knew. And so um, I didn't even know like you know throw-ins and you know etc. And they're like, you just need to get some, you know, right? Nobody, basics. no formal training on, on throw-ins. You're like, oh, okay, I'll just yeah. uh, shot put that back yeah. on the field. Yeah, that's all right. So. Our boys haven't figured it out at 16. <laughs> so um, you- there are there are pros that don't correctly throw it yeah. in. This- <laughs> It's yeah. like, how many times? We saw one at the Men's World Cup. It was like, what are you doing? The leg went straight up in the back. Right, That's not right. a throw-in. Yeah. And it didn't get called, but I digress. Yeah. But yeah, playground soccer, which, as we all probably know, has its own rules. Playground soccer, yeah. if you're, especially if you're playing with boys, they spend most of the time arguing. Yeah. I remember playing at St. Paul in Fenton. Derek Burton, who is a coach for SIUE and, and um, his buddies, um, actually, I think at this moment he is currently ice fishing with three or four of the guys that we went to elementary school, which is very unusual to stay in touch. Oh, uh, yeah. But they all cheat and they all lie and they all change the rules. They're like, that's no longer, that's not, we're not throwing in anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Playground soccer is a little yeah. rough. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, I was probably one of the, I think what made me competitive is because I was not treated well. I was Asian and probably one of the only kids that were Asian at our school. And I think that actually helped make me more competitive because I was like, I want in. And 
I worked my tail off to get actually picked on a team. I remember that really? to this day. Yeah. Honestly. So how, what did it look like then when you got picked? Who like was it at a tri- like after a tryout? So you work, you play all these games, yeah. sort of recreationally, but you're competitive, and you go again to tryouts. Yeah. Uh, so I went again to tryouts, maybe a year later, yeah. whenever they had them, and uh, because the Coca-Cola coach was the one that like offered a suggestion and was interested. We went there and tried out and made it. And I think it was like partway through the season or something, like they had a slot. Do you remember who it was, out of curiosity? Ron Johnson. Yeah, I know the name. (laughs) I didn't play for Ron, but I know the name. And Chip Wood. Yes, I think of that. I played for Ken, uh, uh, oh shoot, I hate it when you, uh, Burley Denny and uh, Ken Colombo. And um, so, again, I'm five years older than you. Um, and Henry Schmidt uh, was another okay. name in there. He was also a St. Gerard Magella uh, oh, yeah. coach, okay. and they always had a good team. And Michelle McCarthy was on it, and then she was on that team. And, yeah, but he was, it was a great time. So I was Coca-Cola, too. Yeah. So good to see you. So yeah. you played for a soda. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, Not right. the beer. You never played <laughs> yeah. for the beer? I did. You did play I for did. the beer. Okay, so how'd that go? So, you went to Coca-Cola for a bit? Yeah, I played, and then our coaching was changing or whatever. And so I uh, tried out again, and that was in eighth grade, and tried out for Bush and uh, switched over. Okay, so who were coaches there? Who were, um, do you remember? Tim Young and Jim Fox. Oh, gosh, yeah. They still play, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're Playing still in quotes. tournaments. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we play. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but I think they are. But yeah, they were they were younger guys. Um, I think in their 20s, and they were awesome volunteer coaches. They yeah, were with uh, Pat Mayer was our manager, I believe. Oh gosh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So then, obviously, you, eighth grade, you go to high school, and it, I'm gonna try out for the for Lindbergh. I'm gonna yeah. try out for the Lindbergh yeah. Flyers. Yeah, and was a flyer, and yeah, I don't. Did think you make we it your freshman year? Grade. Because yeah. I don't. Were, did they have more than one team? Are like. I think we had a varsity and junior varsity, but I, there was no freshman teams that I ever recall. Yeah, remember. We, we had JV and varsity. I don't yeah. remember freshman either, but the, we also played um, Concord um, as a middle school team. And so the coach... That's better, by the way, yeah. for people who don't know, Sorry. we just called it Concord. Yeah. No, that's, we did. That's Concord. South County. That's right. Veda. South County Veta, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Well, there weren't many other... There weren't other Vetas, were there? There's soccer like the Dome. Only, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't a Veta. It was Soccer Dome that's or Concord. True. That's, that's what you'd say. We're going to play Concord or Soccer Dome? Yeah. The Dome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, so, so our uh, high school coach. How were your parents at that, you know, through that process? Because you admitted earlier that, you know, they were not soccer people. Right. Um, you know, and, and not super engaged engaged or knowledgeable as to the landscape, et cetera, you know, and obviously you're thriving quickly. Um, did you have a passion at that time immediately? And how did they navigate it with you? Was it just, well, we'll figure it out? Or what did you guys even have a strategy at that point? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, my dad was super dad. And he, both parents, super supportive. I mean, I was before this doing ice skating and tie dancing, which I absolutely hated. I wanted to get into martial arts or something like that. (laughs) So when soccer came along and I started playing that and loved it and passion right from the get go, I absolutely loved it. And once I started playing, I think the soccer ball was stuck to my foot in the house. You know, everywhere I walked, I had it in my foot. And what'd you love about it? Like, it's easy to love a sport, but like certain things from each sport, was it... The aggressiveness, your 
probably fast, I'm guessing, yeah. if you were forward. I was quick, but yeah, enjoyed like the, the I, honestly, I don't know. I just love the game and the freedom of the game. Like I think, you know, a lot of other sports, there's so many rules, basketball, I played that too, but it's just, I feel like you have a lot more freedom in soccer. And well, I, you, I you mentioned earlier, um, you know, having, uh, coming from Thai descent and mm -hmm. the effect that that had on you, was it also, you're on a team now, did, did did that come into play for you as a younger girl, like to not be as frustrated with with that aspect? Yeah, and I think once that was like who I became, like that's who people knew me as. It wasn't necessarily the Thai kid that looked different. It was yes. Oh, she's good, and you know, then then it was like a new. That was something that was much more positive than what it, the way it was before that. And I think that's maybe what I loved initially is I was good at this and I was getting recognized that I was good at it and feeling like I fit in somewhere. You, and so, then, so you felt like you were being pulled out of the stereotype or a yeah, stereotype yeah, via sure. the team. For sure. And then, yeah, it just gave you so much more. The confidence that came with it, the camaraderie, the friendships. Did you know it at the time or is it something that you look back on and, and you look back on the little girl and go, yeah, that was happening? Or did you know it in the moment? I think I knew that I was finding something that I enjoyed and it was a positive thing, you know, making friends on, you know, having immediate friends and, and right. really enjoying that and just being good. And, and yeah, I think, I think that was really good for my confidence. Back so, then. so how, let's talk about the high school years then. So you get in. Yeah. Class of 1997 inducted into Lindbergh's hall of fame in 2002. Pretty badass. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what were the high school years like for you? Uh, you know, because obviously you were playing club. You, the, you know, on some good teams, you were competing. High school is a different beast, especially in St. Louis, yeah. uh, with a lot of the the private powerhouses, etc. What was what was that like for you from a competition standpoint, and the shift from club to now you're playing for? the greater good or the crest mm -hmm. of the school. What was that experience like? I loved playing for Lindbergh and I, I know our team wasn't very good and we weren't, you know, competitive necessarily, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, we also did club at the time, you know, off season, however that worked out. Because we remember. had seasons. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not like that anymore. <laughs> no, um, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just loved it. I loved that, that school aspect of it and playing for your, for your school for sure. Cool. So. And then fitting in kind of there, um, you know, again, when you're a yeah. member of a team, yeah. it's almost like an immediate sorority or fraternity mm -hmm. right away. You kind of got your group. You may have other friends outside the team, but, you know, whether you're in season or out season, you're always you've always got kind of your posse, yes. I guess is what I'm yes. saying. Yeah. And so as you eventually make your way to Mizzou. Um, yep. I'm, I'm excited. <clears throat> Stephanie Golan has agreed to come on. And so I know you had a couple of coaches there. How'd you wind up at Mizzou? Because Mizzou's program has grown and changed over the years. Yeah, yeah actually. So my class was the first recruited class. So I only had coach blitz. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was, I think the reason I picked it was because I was dating someone that was in, that chose to go to Sedalia. So close by boyfriend was being a bit about <laughs> like, an hour convenient. away and <laughs> that right. worked out, you know? Um, and so I think I didn't want to go probably too far, you know, but far enough. And so, yeah, Mizzou was a great, and to be a part of a new program such as that. So they had, a, the first year was, I guess, a bunch of recruited people that were already at the school. And then we were the first actually recruited class. I'm, I'm looking here at a picture with Bumblebee socks. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Mizzou posted an article last year, uh, the Women's Soccer History Month Spotlight, which apropos in March. Um, but Nikki Thole, it looks like you're turning on a player, and I love it. You guys have yellow and black bumblebee socks. Those are our favorite. 
man, <laughs> looks so good. I don't know who you're playing here. But, yeah, it talks about, I mean, you earned all Big 12 tournament team honors 1998 to 2000. I mean, that is a it's a really great because, again, Mizzou's program has grown and changed over the years. It looks a little bit different now. You're amongst the first. What was that like being in its first class? Yeah, it you was know, Paving awesome. the way. Yeah, it was awesome. I kind of wish I was there. I, w I wish I could say I was in that first, you know, team. But, oh, we had a blast. And it was, I think, by going to Mizzou and at a starter program like that, it was higher chance of getting more playing time, being more impactful versus going to an established school already. Well, let's go back just a little bit then. Let's go back to your senior year whenever you're going through this process of, you know, de determining, deciding, uh, you know, your college path and whether or not you're going to play at the next level. Did you have offers from other schools at the same time? Did you, did you know you were going to play college soccer? And who were some of the other schools that you, you were potentially considering if there wasn't a boy involved. Yeah, I know, ridiculous, <laughs> right? right? When you think back on it, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I, I remember Notre Dame, that was probably the best school at the time that was, um, I think there was an offer there. Um, but honestly, I don't remember. I think it was a lot of the state schools. Um, yeah, I, well, I can't totally remember. Well, but let me, the second part of my question, and I love asking this question, what was it like for your parents to to go through that experience with you that you know here's here's their pride and joy and here's this new game that they you know weren't into yeah. and they fell in love with and they're watching you thrive and now all of a sudden I mean all parents want their kids to go to college and get an education but you're going to be able to go and get that education and you know get paid for it yeah. to play a sport that you love what did it mean to them oh it was I think it was huge I I, I there's probably no words, and I can't. I wonder how much joy I brought to my dad because he just loved the game. He didn't miss a practice. He took me to like every practice, and I was like, "Back off! I'm riding with someone else today." You know, <laughs> I need my but, space, Dad. Yeah, but um, he came to every game. He at Mizzou, he, and I'm talking all through wow. growing up, every game, all through college, drove his little van, conversion van, around to every game. So I know it was. It had to be very meaningful because neither of my parents went to college. Um, and so, you know, being somebody that did. Do you remember the day that you got the offer and, and the engagement with him? What, what was that like? I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> too, old, too, be super too many headballs. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but no, but you know, I think a lot of us, there weren't the impactful signings back yeah. in that day. I think we just, we just got done with our, our call with Jennifer Houston, right? Jen House house. And she talked a little bit about, she's like, there were no signing days. Like you didn't really have much. And if you did, it was like a quick, some your school newspaper yes, took a picture of you, right? There was yeah. the, it wasn't this this big fanfare nowadays where well, it's posted everywhere. Yeah, yeah I think from a social media perspective in particular, I completely agree with you, but I'm hearing your story and, you know, I came from a household where, it, you know, first college kid was going to be me, wow. you know? And, I didn't know that. And you, and you kind of like, especially, we didn't have money rolling out of the, the coffers. And when you do get an offer, I remember my parents' face like, Hey, I get to go and it's free, you know, and, and so it's just I, because my dad was the same way. He was at every practice and he grew into the game. And it's just it's a unique experience that, you know, and you mentioned that your dad had passed. My dad passed a number of years ago, too. And it's just those fun memories yeah. because you can't can't replicate them. Yep. 
Because now you went to college, so now your kids are going to be, oh, yeah. yeah, I did that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? So I have a question right. for you. You Maybe. JB. <laughs> <laughs> JB and I have often talked to, um, you know, we've talked to players here. We've talked to parents who we know that this day and age of parenting athletes in the game is a bit different. There are <clears throat> overly involved parents sometimes where it's more than just I go to my kids' stuff, but like I'm uber involved with their success on and off the pitch. Your dad was uber involved, right? Excited. Was that a welcome to you? Was it in a supportive way? Do you liked that dad coming to every game? Or it was like, really, seriously, don't yeah. come to my game. Stop, <laughs> stop it. I loved it. I, I mean, maybe not every practice, you know, but <laughs> every like, game. You're like, you can take the night. Yeah. You can take, yeah. Go to the bar with the other dads, <laughs> yeah. dad. <laughs> right. But um, I, I absolutely loved it. And, and I mean, he even, he was in the backyard kicking the ball. No clue. You know, toe poking it just so that he could get it back to me so that yeah, I could rock him, sock him. Yeah, you know. So yeah. What, what was good about his support that wasn't invasive? I guess what I'm asking is is sometimes there's parents and that it's like their kids are like, okay, I'm really not, I don't want them to be here. But obviously it was welcome from you. What was so good about the way he supported you? Uh, you know, it probably was invasive. You know, when I when I go back to think about it, but, um, you know, I, I, I think because I just love the game and to have your parents support you yeah like, pay for all that i mean I, I i can't imagine um yeah just let me follow my passion and excitement it sounds like he yeah. just was oh, yeah. super like he was almost yeah. a kid himself yeah. maybe yeah in a way. And i mean it gets stressful in college you know like where you have all these expectations and it's more of a job and school than, yeah, yeah yeah and more of a job than you know a fun a fun game that you love um but yeah i i, I absolutely loved his support that's great. Yeah. You know, in, in Mizzou's little article that they wrote up last year, they, they write, upon graduating, Thold jumped at a chance to play soccer first semi-professionally in the U.S. and then for a professional team in England. And then there's nothing. Like, And I was looking around, I'm like, oh, God. I mean, this is when social media is helpful sure. because I could find that. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I, I, it's just like a blip in the article. I'm like... Could we expand upon that paragraph, please? I, I think there's a reason there is nothing past there. Thank God for no social media, right? <laughs> Maybe no. No, I don't know. Well, okay, so I went. The, at that time, there was a, a place called the Adidas League that they were doing out in Portland. Okay. So I played in that one summer before I graduated college, and I think that was supposed to be like a precursor to the, like a possible women's um, professional league, right. if I remember right. And then um, after college, looking for a place to play – between hopefully trying out for that professional league. And so I went over to England, and what a blast that was. Yeah. Um, but I, it wasn't the competitive soccer. I mean, the women's soccer here was so much stronger well, than can, over can, there. Connect the dots, though. Walk us through that path. What did that look like? If you, you know, Because when you say now, today, in 2024, well, I went to England to play soccer, you know, everybody's like, holy shit, yeah. you know we think of agents and we think of tryouts and we think of film and all this stuff. What was that process for you, you know, in, yeah. you know, 2000 or roughly whenever yeah. it was, right. what did that look like? Um, well, let me pull the cobwebs out. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I, I played for, I had to do an internship to graduate college. And so I did one out in Colorado with the semi-pro team it was like the mile high Mustangs. So I played out there, but I had had surgery right after my senior year. And so just trying to get strong again, I was doing like speed school and different things. You said things. you hurt you hurt your knee four times, right? Now I've had like four surgeries, oh. but it was like two surgeries, maybe three after ACL? college. ACL? Uh, or? Patella tendon. Okay. It's the worst one. 
MCL too. Anyway. Um, yeah, MCL me. Yeah, but then I went and played um, out in Colorado and then trying just to get stronger, get back into the game. And then uh, our, I believe Coach Blitz is the one that really helped to try to get me somewhere to play overseas. Uh, and then actually a connection that I made out in Colorado. One of the players um, was also trying to do the same thing. So she and I went out together to England and stayed in Brighton, lived in Brighton um, for three or four months and played soccer over there. So, but like I said, that it wasn't at the time, that that, that program wasn't very strong at all. I so mean, think was, about, we're talking like, what, what years, help me with that approximately. It would have been like 2001. Yeah, it was right so, after I mean, 9-11, actually. I remember yeah, that. so yeah. 2001, currently not in the 1900s, as my kids like to call, right, anything that I've done because they're jerks. <laughs> and, you know, sorry, joke on your water. Um, yeah, and so... And, and when you look at England now, the England women, right? And you're like, oh, the lionesses and they're badass. They weren't. I mean, so look at the growth in that time period and call out the fact that women there were banned from playing for 50 years. So it's no wonder they didn't have, uh, yeah. you know, any kind of real development. And look at the strides those programs have awesome. made in really what is feels still like a short period 20 of time. years. I mean, yeah, it. I, it, it is. I agree. I, so I when you look, amazing. if you look at England play now and, and see any of them, is that like just wow to yeah. you? Like that's not how they looked when I was there. We were playing on fields that looked like, like what I played for in club. You know, like, I mean, back Buddha then. Park. And I'm talking, yes, and I'm talking back then, not now, because I know that's a different whole, yeah. whole other thing, too. I've seen those structures, but yes. <laughs> the, the, the quote fields Amazing. where yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have to scoop the ball out yeah. of this divot that yeah, it's in. right. And so were you living, like, in an apartment? How did that work in England at the time? Uh, there was a... a Player. Host family? Yeah. Okay. Host family. We lived in the attic. Um, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And we were able to it's travel. very uh, Harry Potter-esque. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't put you in a closet under the stairs, no. though, right? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. That's so funny. No. And so, you know, and, and I think there's always, when we have people on the show, there's always a little bit, I felt it with House when she was on, I, I, I myself, there's a, there was a hole, right? There's a hole you fell into after college. It looks like you got a little bit out of the hole. But then you're done. Yeah. And life, you come back and you're done. Like, is it just like your visa's up or it just was no, it a short-term contract? came back because tryouts were, I found out that I did get a tryout for that professional women's oh, wow. um, league. And so I was like, okay, I need to get back. Time was up on my passport or whatever. And then um, when I came back, I was like, I need to train for this. And I, I want to say, like, I came back in December and February was tryouts or something. So I did, like, a bunch of training and different things wow. to try to get ready for that. And then how'd that work out for you? Didn't make it. Okay. <laughs> Good but, job, yeah. Jane. Well, I mean, it's, it's a blip. There's, like, three lines yeah. here. I don't yeah. know. And so, you know, so, but what do tryouts look like at that time? Now they're, like, these big coordinated events. Is it just like what we used to do? Like, you just go kick the ball around a little I bit? I remember, remember? Um, it was, I, we were with the guys. So we were doing the same thing as the guys were because I knew a couple of the guys that were playing. So... I don't totally remember all the details. It was out in Florida, and it was a bigger-ish deal, um, but yeah, well, didn't well, make it. I mean, but that, that's, <laughs> yeah, wow. That, but that time frame is really kind of the. It was a quicksand time frame for women's soccer yeah. beyond college. Um, you know, and obviously you pointed out accurately um, the, the global game. The women on the women's side, it was still under the thumb of systems everywhere, and in America, there wasn't money 
or a, a pro league that was truly sustainable. So right. there's this gap. I mean, obviously, look, if you're the leading scorer coming out of a big program and you did it repeatedly every year, realistically, if, if you're that kid today, you got a lot of options. Yeah. You know, so when you look at today's landscape, are you, are you envious of it? Does it does it make you a touch jealous? Does it make you proud? Does it you know how do you, when you look at NWSL and the expansion and all these women, young girls, getting these opportunities? Yeah, they they're now having like, do I go to college? Do I go to pro? And I'm like, <clears throat> that wasn't the, you could only go to college. There you couldn't go pro when you're 15. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, <laughs> right. the, the, the descriptor, the parody, is there to a degree now. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel today? It's crazy to me, um, but I mean, I think it's great that there's more opportunity. Um, I don't think it's for everyone, you know, and, and, and knowing your path, but I think it's great if for somebody that, you know, really is passionate about it and wants to keep going, it's it's so cool that there's so many opportunities. I don't even know half of them because I kind of live under a rock. So, But I mean, <laughs> I, I just know through my friends and their kids that are playing sure. and I hear through it and I'm like, wow, it's amazing. It's yeah. a great opportunity. Cool. And I know you went on and it, life happened and yeah. you have a son and, yeah. and he gave, he gave soccer, he's like, like 11, I think yeah. you told me, um, fun age, yeah. the little tween years, um, have fun with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a couple yeah. that are a little bit ahead. I'm like, yeah. Ugh. um, and he gave soccer a go and he was like, nah. Yeah, he did. And ironically it was, my husband also loves soccer, but he, he never really played much of anything, but we were going to Veta so excited for his games. You're More like, excited than our son. Go. Which Veta? Which Veta? <laughs> Manchester. Okay, bad. Okay. And so yep. we were so excited. And I mean, he, he gave it his all. He tried really well. But, you know, you think about it, too. An 11-year-old, which is the same age I started. So I oh, thought, wow. maybe there's hope. Like, <laughs> like, maybe he will play and it'll be super fun to watch. But we had a blast watching. I, I, I love watching any soccer, rec soccer, yeah. you know, anything. So we absolutely loved our eight weeks and eight games that we went there. We <laughs> want to go early and see if we can catch the first game of one. <laughs> He's like, whoa, mom, yeah. back up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You're like grandpa right yeah. now. <laughs> I know, I know. And I didn't, I told him I will never coach him. I won't do, you know, anything because he just, he doesn't want to be told what to do. So what does leading scorer <laughs> mom look like on a sideline watching kid play? Oh, just <laughs> positive Patty Yay. over here. Yeah, yeah. just so excited, you know. Po- get him. Positive yeah. Patty. <laughs> just get him, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Keep working hard. That's all. Because he didn't have the skills. You know, he never played. He did one little session. So, mind you, he was homeschooled for three years. Okay. <laughs> and then, so we, PE was in our basement. So that's he and I kind of messing around with the ball. But then he finally, when he's at school, they did a, a little, you know, quick thing on soccer and I was so grateful because then he played only reason he played was because his buddy asked him so, so. It, it really almost feels very reminiscent yeah, of how yeah. you kind of started yourself yeah. I thought he, I was hoping he was gonna love it but what did, what did he, he play on the field I mean in indoor I would imagine they just rotate yeah. the kids around right yeah. did he like any anything in particular I mean he just played forward it forward. was probably the, the safest place to put him <laughs> but they didn't win a game we didn't win one game and they tied it so the fun for him couldn't have couldn't have been there but he didn't yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he you, wasn't interested. In you going. told me too, which was uh, I, I that's a take it off of the, of these years. But you'd mentioned that up until high school, you were a striker, a, a forward, oh, yeah. and a goalie. Yes. Like that's you don't really hear about like yeah. they weren't like at seven years old. Or she's eight. I'm sorry. She just turned eight. She would like me to make sure yeah, I correct that. that right. in any and all statements um, that you know. I feel like sometimes they're already looking for who's a natural goalie. And I'm like, well, first of all, it ain't her. She's terrible. Don't put her back there unless we're winning. And two, 
it's specializing so early. Here you are, and you said your high school coach, yeah. I think, said was like, hey, why don't you think you're going to, why don't you go to forward? Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you focus on that? Yeah. Soon to be lead goal scoring yeah. all-time record holder at Mizzou. <laughs> But I love goalie. I will say. What do you I like about so goalie, much, though? You know, I hated it when you were having a game that was exciting because that meant your team wasn't doing well. But I absolutely loved. I just love trying to get it. Like I, I always love the challenge of trying to get that ball out of the net. <laughs> you always wonder if the players on those opposite ends of the field, strikers and goalies, yeah. maybe strikers sometimes and center backs, are a little bit more like each other than we think they are. I love going hard too, like taking a break first half in goal, and then you could go like a thousand percent, you know, ah. going through the second half. No, I think there's a certain, you know, especially for nines or strikers or whatever you want to call them. You typically, you spend so much time in training opposing the center back or <clears throat> you, you feed off of that, you know, and you really understand the opposite position just out of necessity of trying to get past it or to stop it accordingly. But I'm not seeing the goalie, you know, the, the striker goalie. <laughs> I, was, I was trying. I'm like, ah, you know, they were they were awful. Kill them all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all a little bit crazy. Like strikers have to be. I think that it's it's. I'm gonna do anything I can to to put any body piece I can that maybe even my hand if the referee doesn't see it to put the ball in the net. And goalies are a little bit crazy too. Do, there, <laughs> do, do you think that playing goalie in high school, um, when you look back at it? think that maybe some of that experience or uh, the mental side of that, do you think that helped you in college as a striker, as a goal scorer? Or know. did you never connect I, those dots? I don't think I connected those dots. I just loved it. I You're just, just like, really I get to go it. and steal the ball from people, and then I get to go and put the ball in the back right. of their net. Yeah. Yay! I just enjoyed it. It's like <laughs> the extremes of the game, right? And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I loved it. It's just fun. So you are straight up infantry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm going. Kinda. I don't want to be a general. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when we, when we, your, 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 your son is like eventually like you're like you want to sign up for another session. Mm. He's like, nah. Yeah. Is that, he's like, I'm good. Yeah. They weren't doing another session, but oh. I said, had there been another one, he's like, no. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> he's more the creative. So I know you love the game though, and it's hard to take. You know, you can take the player out of the game, but it's hard to take the game out of the player. Do you still wa find yourself watching? What do you watch? What do you track and follow? Gosh, I don't know. Ted Lasso is probably the latest. There you, know, you go. There you thing go. That I watch, but we'll watch the World Cup. I, we we don't have like television. I'm sure you know it's different different now with streaming. But mm -hmm. we don't. I don't like follow games. I'll follow some social media things to kind of keep. You know, hearing what it is, but I—I I mean, you could take me to any kind of game, and I—I I enjoy, yeah, like the competition and the. So, like when the it. women came here to play, or like when City plays, yeah. were you guys able to go? Yeah, go any games? Yeah. What, yeah. You, what have you been to? Um, I went to uh, the women's national team when they were here. Yeah, play in Ireland. Yeah, me too. I got me to too. Bring my son too, Yay. which was exciting because he had—that was his first soccer game ever. And <laughs> and then at City Park. Yeah, right. Which is it was brand spanking new. Yeah, and then I went to a game. Um, I can't even remember, but I went to one game I was excited about. So, what do you, what do you, so I always love to ask, you know, those of us who have kind of cried and screamed and pouted about not having a professional team, and now we have one on the men's side, and we have this great facility. What's that like as a as a fan going in? You know, the closest thing we could come to it was going to soccer park. 
um, for a you know USL game or whatever, yeah. which was were great. They were fun, um, great when they sold out. And it, but City Park's a whole nother level. What'd that feel like? Oh, it was so fun. And I just wish I could have been a kid again. You know, yes. like seeing these kids come in here and be able to support a team. And I have a good friend, neighbor. Their 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 son is into it, and I just love it because that would have been me wearing all the gear, so excited. You know, but yeah, it's so fun. And then running so down and, yeah. and trying to get signatures yeah, or you know, it's just yeah. My, my son is like, I'm going to have him sign my forehead. I'm like, don't have him sign your forehead. God. So, so I mean, clearly you have, you, you have a passion for the game. You, you, you've played it at an extreme level. Um, do you ever feel a draw to try and engage with it again from a coach or a trainer perspective? Um, you know, because obviously you're, we've talked about your son and, you know, it sounds like a little bit of, yeah, it's fun, a little ambivalent, kind of a balance of all that, you know, which is, it is what it is. It's great. But you have it in you, like yeah. that bone. But you to, still see it on your face when I you do. talk about it. I, I love that. Can, can you imagine a situation that pulls you back into it? If you know, and what if there is a fit? What does that fit look like? Um, I, I did coach, though, for a little bit. I got, you know, whatever that lower level license yeah. is. Coaching actually, certificate yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I did the CYC uh, St. Gerard. My husband and I both did. And we had a blast with our second grade girls. So we did that for a couple of years. And I helped him. He used to live down in Rolla, did some rec teams down there. Um, and I was very involved in sports with my. So I worked for the city of De Pere for 16 years before I stopped to homeschool uh, my son. And when I did that, I was in their sports program. And so I, I very much got involved with the rec side of things, just because I do think kids, like, they don't develop till later. And, you know, giving them that time and space to do it, and we don't have a lot of that. There's not much recreation. Even the stuff they call recreation isn't recreation anymore. Yeah. I mean, truly. It's all competitive truly, in a way, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And so, um, anyway, really, it was really fun to have that at, at the city of De Pere. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if I would come back to coaching and, you know, I don't know. What well, do you like about coaching, by the way, out of curiosity? It's uh, a different beast it translating is. the game to younger minds. Right. And um, I would say with the gals that we had at St. Gerard, they, we just wanted them to have a blast, to keep them playing and having fun and, and making it a fun game. And so we were, my husband and I got books from the library, no joke, and like, we're pulling out these different games and different things, and our girls didn't stop running all practice long and had an absolute blast. And we're learning skills, and I just, I, I enjoyed that, like making it so fun, making them so excited about coming, you know, as they pick up skills along the way. Um, because burnout is real too. I mean, and I can't even imagine starting in second grade when I started in fifth grade. Like, I, you know, there's a, anyway. So we just, I, my whole thing was just make them have fun and and it was a blast that's awesome yeah so i mean so th so that's in the aggregate and that's absolutely commendable but i'm going to challenge you what, just i'm going to push this a step further because again i i know without knowing you well at all sure. i kind of know how you think from a competitive standpoint when you see the, a potential little nikki right doesn't that like light a fire or ignite a question in your own head slash soul? Like, I want to challenge I, you know, because yes, it's great to make kids have fun and be in a great environment, but you're a competitor. So at some point, did you have to rein the competitor in? Like, yeah, you know, at some point, like we're all super cool with kumbaya until it's like, no, 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 I want to win. Yeah. 
Oh, I wanted to. I mean, yeah, I, I have that streak. Get the ball me, to her. <laughs> no. But I was never that. I was never that um, person that was like dirty or ugly about it, right? Sure. I, I don't know. And so if I see that kid, first off, I don't see that kid because I'm not around soccer at all. Yeah. But when I was like yeah. eight weeks at that indoor, um, you saw it. Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> it was just fun. I, I love seeing it, but I, I don't know that I have the draw to, to go back into it. I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. So let me ask you a question because um, also as I have these list of things on Google, when I Googled you, um, Mizzou, right, comes up and Stephanie Golan, who I know you also, so you played for Blitz and then you, you're the last year or so you played for Stephanie? No, no. Oh, so. She was, Blitz, no. So you I, played for Blitz all, all the way through. Years, yep. So did you ever have a female coach? Um, I was curious to ask that because Question. with our age, you never know. Um, I actually was for, uh, really fortunate. I've just been coming into contact with one of my first female coaches in high school, and that's unusual, right? Yeah. Usually there were male coaches. Right. I had a female coach uh, for a couple of years at Lindenwood. Um, and did you have male coaches all the way through? I'm thinking back, but yeah, yes, I believe so. You kind so. of tick through. The, the odds are yes. yes. I and mean, I'm in camps. I think about every camp I went ah, to. Ah, right, because you did right. the camp scene yeah, a lot. everything. Yeah. When I think about our years of going through, and I'm again, I'm a little bit older than you, but when I think about the club years, the only female coach I knew was a white star coach. <laughs> um, uh, oh, for crying out loud, I can't believe the name is gone. The name is gone uh, from my brain. It was a husband-wife team, actually, and she wasn't just a, here's your water as you come off. She was coaching, and I, that was super impactful for me as a player on the sideline listening to somebody who wasn't a man um, giving the same kind of direction um, and, and, and having that. But it was interesting because I'm trying to get Stephanie Golan on and she will be, but to have right. your program now, your former program led by, you know, a female right. coach and, and uh, you didn't have that I guess going through, but yeah. but, but you coach for a bit, some assistance? In college, yeah, but okay. that would be it. I, I was trying On to the assistant <laughs> level, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So yeah, her, yeah, her coming on and, and having the call actually coming through. I was just on a call yesterday on this. This episode will air after, but February 15th, uh, the, the Missouri History Museum is going to have an event called Women in Soccer. Um, and so Katie Shields from SLU is going to be there. Shelly Clark from the Ambush is going to be there. Uh, Megan McCormick, um, several others, uh, Lori Kolupny, um, and several others. Just talk about kind of, kind of what we do on this show. What was it like? The questions are like, how did you get started in soccer? What's it like now? Where are the gaps in between? And some of those things kind of come up. One of the questions that we all agreed that would be asked about is where are the women in coaching, right? Where are they? How do we have more? We just had Lauren Seppi on the show talking about she's 17 years old, going to go to college, and she's coaching like little little eight-year-olds right now. And, you know, how do we keep that going up through the game? And you yourself did some coaching, yeah. but it's not something you still, I think, see enough of. Curious as to your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's a great point. There should be more women coaching. Yeah. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't know what that scene looks like now, uh, you know, where where those numbers lie. But, yeah, definitely go, growing up. So if your son said, Mom, life. I'm going to do coach, I want to play again, coach me. Would you do it? <laughs> yes, I would do it. But I know that's not going to happen. He doesn't want to be told what to do. He's an independent. At school. He's independent. At home. <laughs> On us at another, you know, venue at a no, soccer mom. field. <laughs> let, let, me, let me ask you this question. We'll, we'll go more to uh, kind of 
current events for for uh, shifted up a little bit because uh, our 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 friend our patriot over in I think she's in France right now right Lindsay Horan. Uh, uh, yes, right. Yeah. Plane, plane Pro in France. You probably saw it or you're familiar or heard about it. She basically, I'll summarize, she was interviewed, and in her interview... Oh, she I made... Well, she, the people who only read the headline got mad. If you correct. read the article, then I think you would understand. I'm, I'm on the context side. Okay. But the headline was uh, basically... Uh, part of the... And I'm paraphrasing at this point. Part of the problems with American fans is they're all kind of dumb. <laughs> uh, she said it much more eloquently and there was a lot more context but I'm curious kind of in your own take having come, grown up in a house that didn't know anything about soccer you you grew into it you got to a very high level probably the highest level potentially available at that time right you've now kind of tailed out of it you're on the fringe but you're you know you follow certain individuals on socials you see the growth of the game Speak to her kind of uh, generic description because you also went to England for you know a number of months, and while your facilities were you know look like one of our CYC pitches, <laughs> it's still a different culture. Um, where do you think? Do you think do you think American soccer fans are on par or need help? Uh, overly enthusiastic or quote dumb, as she might say. Uh, if you were to just like spitball for the sake of bar side conversation. Okay. Um, so, so the thing in England, being around, I, I did go to the men's, so I played for the Brighton team. Uh, so we would went to the men's Brighton team, which I think they were in like the second premiership. I don't remember. They weren't on the like top one. Right. But it, when you talk to people, they were shocked, especially men, shocked that we were over, the Americans were over there playing you know, football. And um, it was very much a man's sport there. And I think here, at least I'd like to think that it's now both women and men, maybe still dominated by men, but I, I think I think it's fairly equal. And I would think that that would, as fans, make us more appreciative and open-minded about the game and who plays it. That's so interesting. I, I, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. So when you look at England now, the England yeah. women, right? And all I just see are a bunch of badasses, right? right. The lionesses. Right. And they're just like, whoa. I, my brain still has to remember that there was a time when, and I said it before already, but women were banned and, and they didn't like the popularity of the women playing. And to realize what that would do, like like how how that comes down culturally. Like this is not your sport. This is This is our sport. This is this. You don't, and then you coming over there. It's like here we are, some some, some eager Americans. American girls yeah. wanting to play. Were was it like? Were you? Were they like? What are you doing? Yeah. Or were they welcoming? Or was it like get um, out of our locker room? Yeah, our no, facilities, they, <laughs> our facilities, not locker room. <laughs> they were. I mean, I would think like random people we meet were just shocked that we were we came over to England to play soccer. Like, you know, the They're women like, where were are you playing. Even playing. Yeah, that. Yeah, and so. That, it was just a different game, and when we sat, you know, in the stadium watching the men's and being excited for the game and stuff, it was just, it was very much, I remember some different comments and talking to people, and they were like, 
no way. Like, you know, it's kind of like you're making this up. And we're like, no, we are really here. There's really a team. <laughs> so it was a women's part of this team. We're, but, they, but it couldn't have been a team of all Americans, right? All American people, oh, no, what, right? Were, there were England, English women, yeah, young women playing. Yeah. So that had to have been hard for the, the, the home, the people who lived there. You're coming over with bright eyes, fresh eyes. Yay! And then you're like, oh, but they're living in a culture like that. Right. So it makes me wonder, like, how they got started and how they continued to persist in playing when their their societal culture was yeah. saying, no, no, this isn't for you. Yeah. I mean, that's very much the vibe we got. And what was, um, I feel like, yeah, we did a documentary. Believe it or not, there was a guy named Ken Burns who did a documentary uh, on us. A guy named Ken Burns. Yeah, yeah I like how you casually just... <laughs> some, some, no, some, stop. Some, not some, Ken Burns. Excuse me. Oh. Ken Russell. Okay. Ken I was Russell. like, uh, maybe he's Ken Burns' neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was like, holy shit. I, no, I was going to no. be like, Oscar uh, no, no, no. Ken Wrong Burns. person. My fault. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm like, like, she's really underselling. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Ken we Russell. Rock. Yes, Ken Russell. And he Neighbor. Of Ken Burns. Right, totally. <laughs> and the, he did a documentary, but it was supposed to be I'm on, looking the, this up. on the women's, the, the Brighton Bells, they were called, the women's team. Okay. I've heard of this team. Yeah, I've heard and this team name. They ended up focusing on the Americans. So that couldn't have sat well with the rest of the team, too. Ken Russell <laughs> documentary, 2012, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Then it'd be closer to like That's not right. 2001 or two. Oh, Ken Russell interview Brighton Bell. Um, oh so God, there, check it out. I'm just looking. No, oh, there you are. Is this you? Oh my God! Uh, there, you're on the internet, <laughs> the interweb. Ken Russell articles, Nikki Brighton Bell, and you're doing some cool yeah. things. Where are you they from? The Taj Mahal? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's like a little article on. I would never have found this had yeah. you not told I me that story. I have the documentary story. too that I turned it into a digital just because it's such a keepsake. But it was super fun, and he took us all over. Um, yeah, it was interesting. You got to ask questions, Jamie. I'm looking at this. <laughs> yeah, no, I find it extremely like um, I don't know. Your your humble approach to this subject matter is really kind of like I don't know and comforting because we talk to so many people. And no offense to the other people we talk to, but they're super. They know everything. Like this is what I did. Blah blah blah. blah. And you're like, I think I was in a documentary about the Brighton. But like, yeah, you know, that's cool. Do, do you? That would be my lead in. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like you're I'm sure it wasn't like a top, you know. Well, but I mean, you're still you're still in England, you know, the the home of F.A. And, uh, you know, and yeah, Brighton might have been in the second division or in the championship. But you're, you're in England playing, you know, in and around and engaging in a culture that you know treats soccer the way that we treat basketball and football and baseball and it's just kind of nonchalant you know do you think someday you'll wake up and be like damn i was a badass (laughs) are you just kind of like gonna oh no i'm gonna i'm I'm cool i just you know i was i am so grateful that i got the opportunity to play that my dad took it my pe teacher seriously and let me find this passion because and that is all i hope for for my son that he finds whatever it is that he loves and he can pursue it and we support him all the way that's awesome because it's just a great game it is it's so fun and all the experiences that come along with it through the years different people it's 
It's great. So I always love to make sure before we before we head out that uh, ask a question because I think we have a lot of there are kids that listen. Um, some of my former players listen, um, and then parents listen. They on many drives, you know, maybe across the state or to some tournament in Chicago or Memphis. Right? We we get a lot of listens on that. Um, words of wisdom. So I and I, I know I know currently you don't have a kid playing, but you did for a time. And you grew up playing with a dad who was toe-poking the ball with you. <laughs> you know, when it comes to, and again, the landscape's changed, but still, you went through pressure. I'm sure there are times that you probably loved but also got burnt. You get a little burnt out. You're just like, I could use a break. Any words of wisdom for parenting our kids or even kids themselves through the process of, of I have a feeling I know what it's going to be, but I'm going to let you say it, like, of, of kind of supporting your kids. In, in a way that helps them with the passion, but also sometimes you got to put in the work too, right? It's not always fun in games. Yeah, um, I do think I, I, I would just say letting your kids follow follow what it is that they tr- like. Really pay attention and see what they love, and help them, you know, guide them towards that direction. I think the hard work and everything like that comes with if you love it, you'll you'll want to do that. It's not something that a parent has to force upon a child or anything like that. If you find what you love. You want to pursue it. You want to do the best you can with it, and that's that's all I can hope for that I want for my son. You and you, know? your dad never had to push you to play. You're like, okay. find me more teams. No, I, I was, want to play yes. more, more, more. Yes. And you drove that. Yes. But we gotta find a theme here. The the player drives it. <laughs> yeah. JB. Well, I mean, we 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 see it. it we, I mean, we see every iteration of it. And let's be honest. You know, in today's world, especially in our market, I mean, we're, we're privileged enough to be close to a lot of these kids that are thriving. We've sat down with Caden. We've sat down with uh, Lauren and um, so many of these kids that are pros now. You know, they're experiencing, and they all have a certain thing. And it's that drive. It's that individual drive. You don't need to motivate them. Like, they are so freaking motivated. Yeah, when you come to Alex Pfeiffer being on, who's Casey Current, you got Lauren, who's going to University of Illinois, and, and... just others as well. It's, it's, I'm glad you said what you said because the common theme with them is you know, they're driving the bus, right? You know, they, they're, they're not paying the bills. <laughs> they're not well, necessarily driving to the practice yet, but they are driving the bus in terms of what they want to do. Yeah, no, I think it's like, it's like the driver's ed uh, analogy, right? Where <laughs> yeah. you got parents in the passenger seat, but they still have the pedals. Right. Let the kid choose the speed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they're, if they're into it, they'll figure it out. Right. You know, and your job is to navigate <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean just or just stay out of the way maybe get in the back just keep him on the road right. yeah keep no, him pay on the for road. the gas right that's <laughs> what we did gas, right? yeah. which is expensive by the way <laughs> well this has been a lot of fun this is it you know I, it's an honor meeting you i really appreciate you taking the time to join us it's okay. a and her record her record stand mizzou players very yeah, no, step up I mean, because there's you know there's <laughs> girls listening i guarantee some that are going there now and or want to go there and you, you want to knock off the king. You got to beat the king, right? <laughs> so, Jen, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thank Nikki. You. I, I love meeting you in person. Yeah. I've heard your name for years, and this has just been a joy. Jackie Billet was right. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> uh, go check out all the Soccer Mom Sunday uh, new social media. What, t- toss those handles I out. Did, what do you got? I, I think it's just at Soccer Mom Sunday. I think it kept Super it pretty, easy pretty, pretty easy. We're on Facebook now. We're on Twitter. And I finally got Instagram up. And uh, we'll also always tag Soccer Dad Pod because that's the platform. Uh, those that's, guys. Well, that's the, where sometimes people are like, "Where is it?" I'm like, "No, you gotta go find. So- you gotta go find the Soccer Dad guys." Somebody asked but then me, ignore their stuff and just watch. Listen. To yeah, my- somebody <laughs> asked me the other day. They're like, "Why do you? Why is it all under the same?" I'm like, "Because 
Soccer in St. Louis is a house. Yeah, just it's as, not dorms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good That's point. That's why. That's a good point. One platform. Exactly. <laughs> well, we're uh, we're on our way out of here. Thank you, Mellow Mushroom. I found a little tune to roll us out called Brighton Rock by Queen. Did you know that? <laughs> I'm She's surprised laughing. that one. <laughs> She's like, I had no idea. Oh wait, I sing back up on that song, right? <laughs> We'll catch Produced you by next Ken time. Burns. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Have a good one. See ya.